when you try me with a mediocre question, that's the result you're going to get. <laughs> uh, starting left fielder. Uh, Ichiro. No! God, please, no! No! There is some potential there. If he would just, I don't know, use his brain. Um, <laughs> because, especially, I mean, come on, man. Jerry DePoto's the GM. Who the hell knows? Looking out my window and this FedEx driver just hit a tree. You are no gentleman. And neither are you. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Soto Mojo Podcast. This is Colby Patnode, and I'm joined as always by Ty Gonzalez. Uh, Ty, we got a lot to talk about today, but uh, first, how are you doing? I'm, you know, I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, when it comes to the Mariners and everything. It's um, at this point, I'm just I'm excited to watch. You know, these young guys come in and play pretty well, and you know, I'm I'm really impressed with what's going on with JP Crawford and and uh, Vogelback, of course, and and all that. And those things are positives, and that's really just what I'm focused on now because. You know, it's it's too hard. It's too much to get too deep into the into the wins and losses of this season. It's not, you know, it, it's just it's not worth your time in this kind of season at this point. So, um, yeah, I, I think my outlook on the season has changed, and um, and so I'm now now I'm doing better. If that makes sense. At peace, so to speak. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know who's not at peace is apparently Game of Thrones fans, but uh, <laughs> we'll save that for a, for a different podcast, maybe. Can you believe so-and-so won the Iron Throne? Wow, didn't see that coming. Um, but anyways, guys, on today's show, uh, we are going to talk a little bit about what we saw in the Minnesota series. Um, not a lot of positives, but there were some. Um, <clears throat> and then also we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the game last night, uh, uh against Texas. It was kind of an interesting game. And then of course we have the, uh, I don't know, so many roster moves that we can't even get to them all today. So we'll talk about a few of them, uh, today and save some for tomorrow. Um, and then we'll uh, wrap up the rest of the, uh, the Rangers series and get you ready for tonight's game and tomorrow's game. So, um, Ty, let's start with the Minnesota series. Uh, pretty ugly on the scoreboard, uh, but at the end of the day, the Mariners face off against two pretty good rosters, and uh, they finish three and three on the homestand. Mm-hmm. So uh, I don't know. What did you think of the Minnesota series? What were your uh, your takeaways there? You know, obviously the first three games were just a complete wash. You know, you, you get outscored thirty six to eleven. There isn't a whole lot to take away from that, other than you were just bad. Um, but I think. Overall, uh, offensively, the team was all right. Uh, the Mariners hit pretty well in that series, honestly. Uh, it's just they were in huge holes uh, through those first three games. It was just, you know, there was only so much that they could do. When you think about, you know, going up against Barrios, uh, especially, you know, being down 10 nothing early, they, they were able to get four um, out of that, but uh, off of him, but it just it didn't even matter. Um, but yeah, you know, in, in Sunday, you know, Edwin Encarnacion had a fantastic game on Sunday, uh, both defensively and offensively, uh, making that diving grab, making the over shoulder, over the shoulder catch in foul territory, uh, hitting the three run home run that, uh, really put a stamp on the win, 
uh, and was actually it wound up being the difference in in that game. Um, you know, and Dan, Daniel Vogelback continues to to just hit dingers, and that's been really fun to see. Um, so yeah, there were some positives to take away. You know, Yusei Kikuchi looked um, really solid again. Um, wasn't as sharp as he had been against Oakland and New York and Cleveland, but uh, still really, really solid outing from him. And I'm really encouraged by what we're seeing from him. Um, so, yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, obviously it wasn't a great series, but you come out of the homestand three and three, um, got to sweep the, the A's in that quick little two game set. Um, and I thought they bounced back pretty well from uh, from the huge blowouts. Yeah, there like there's some positives to take out of that. Um, you know, the uh, one of the guys I wanted to mention, Austin Adams. He looks uh, he looks like he might be a find. Uh, you can certainly see why he misses so many bats in the minor leagues. You know, um, mm-hmm. the stuff is really good. Uh, so I like what I saw from him. Um, yeah, you say Kikuchi was really good again. Um, had the one inning where he kind of lost command, but other than that, he he looked really solid. Um, as well, again against a pretty good, uh, pretty good team. That's what four or five starts in a row against pretty good offenses that he's uh, he's really more or less shut down. So that's that's good to see. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know the Edwin Encarnacion uh, trade value train just keeps on chugging along. So that's yeah. that's nice. Um, and we'll probably get into this more tomorrow, uh, but you know, real quick, you know, Encarnacion showing that he still can give you some defensive value is huge for for his trade market. That now opens up so many possibilities of of National League teams that might actually look at him as an option for their first base position. So, um, you know, it, it really, when we thought about his trade market, it typically came down to just a couple of teams. Um, so now with him playing the most games at first base than he has over the last two years, uh, not combined, but, um, you know, he was only starting like 20 games each of the last two years. Uh, he's already at 32, I want to say, mm-hmm. um, and doing and, and playing that many games and playing effectively, um, really has opened up his trade market, um, in a big way. Uh, so I think there's a realistic possibility of teams like, you know, Milwaukee, who right now Jesus Aguilar is playing horrendously. Uh, you know, that might be a team that that looks at him. Um, so that's that's huge. And um, the the Mariners might actually turn Encarnacion into something pretty nice. Right. Um, okay, so we'll probably talk about that more tomorrow. Uh, but, yeah, that's going to come down to money. Um I, I think if the Mariners were to eat most, if not all, of that contract, they could actually get like a a B B plus type of prospect, somebody who has a chance to be a either like a really strong fourth outfielder or maybe a number four or five starter or something that's going to be valuable. Not you know not not a superstar, not an all star uh, type of prospect, but you know somebody who's probably going to be a solid you know average big leaguer or better. Um, so yeah, that that'll be uh, fun to watch, and he. Uh, He's he's been on fire at the plate too, so uh, we'll see how long uh, Encarnacion is around. Uh, but that's a that's a topic we'll touch on tomorrow. Um, so yeah, it's just Marco really struggled again. That's two starts in a row, um, like three of his three. last 
three, yeah, three of his last four. Yeah, have been uh, pretty uh, pretty rough. So I don't. Are you concerned at all, or is this just a just a baseball like a little mini slump or something? Well, I think we've seen you know over uh, even last year with Marco, you know, he had that one bad month. Um, and I think now we're seeing that one bad month, hopefully, you know, it, it's early still. So, uh, the struggles can continue, but, um, I'm not super concerned. Um, it's just a, it's kind of just a command issue. It's, it's things that he can fix. Um, you know, fast, fastball right now isn't, is getting knocked around a bit. Uh, just overall, it just doesn't look super comfortable on the mound. Um, but I'm not too worried. I'm sure he'll figure things out in the next couple starts. Right. I mean, he's still, you know, sporting a three six five ERA. Defense hasn't been great behind him. Um, not that it's been so bad that it explains everything. Over the last four starts, he's his command has been off, um, and he really needs to command all of his off speed pitches to be effective. So. Um, you know, it's it's not something too concerning. Of course, his next start comes in Texas against the uh, really good offense there. So um, we'll see if he can uh, turn that around. But, uh, yeah, overall, I'm still not too concerned. Um, for me, the uh, I, I guess the overarching good news of that Minnesota series, it's just Yusei Kikuchi continuing to look – looks like a number two right now, and he has for his last four starts. Um and like you said, you know, we saw the command leave him in what was it, the fifth <clears throat> inning, top of the fifth, mm-hmm. I think. Um, but had a couple the... of errors and all that stuff that kind of right. that, that helped the twins and everything. So, right. But he was he was good. Um, it's that slider is really starting to come on as of late. Um, he's throwing that first pitch curveball, getting a free strike really early, um, and he's locating it well too because I mean it's. He's it's just clipping or just missing the outside corner, um, so even if a hitter knows that that pitch is coming, he's not going to swing at it because he can't do anything with it. Um, so yeah, he's not going to swing at that on his first pitch and hit a ground ball to the shortstop. So that's become a weapon. Um, yeah, really, right now we're just waiting on the changeup. Uh, we saw ninety four, ninety five a few times from Kikuchi. So right now it's just again it's waiting on the changeup. Um, and we'll see if he gets that figured out this year or not. Uh, but it's it's exciting when uh, when YK uh, goes to the mound. So that's that's definitely a positive sign going forward for the Seattle Mariners. Um, I think that wrap up uh, our coverage of a pretty depressing series against the Twins. Um, do you have anything you want to add, Ty, before we uh, jump into some of these roster moves? Not really. Uh... You know, I I had to do the uh, recaps uh, on the weekend games. Thankfully, I, I did get rewarded with a win after having to suffer through that eighteen to four. Was it? I don't know. It, I I started writing about it in like the sixth inning because I knew what the outcome was going to be. So uh, I yeah, I, I checked out after after about the sixth inning and just said to hell with it so uh yeah um not a not a good series but like you said some positives yk looked really good so um you know and hey jp crawford got his first home run uh, mm-hmm. in that series as well uh which uh actually the day of i i, I said i wanted to see in the series and i got it but they still lost so oh well <laughs> <laughs> right 
Um, so actually, before we talk roster moves, let's talk about last night's game. Uh, the Mariners, unfortunately, they drop a uh, they drop a uh, ten to nine decision. Um, but in most cases, you know, the score doesn't really tell the whole story. Uh, the Mariners were down early. I think it was seven to two. Nothing. Was it seven it nothing? Was, yeah, it was uh, seven nothing at one point. Then it was seven to two. Then it was right. nine to two. And then it was, you know, uh, ten to two. Then it was ten to six. And then also it was ten to nine. And Tim Beckham was at the plate uh, and couldn't quite get it done again, which would have been a lot to ask. But uh, uh, yeah, the Mariners fall ten to nine. But again, they they were down seven. They come all the way back to bring the tying run to the plate um, in the ninth inning. Um, Mike Leak was not good, but it's just it's interesting because. I, how do you look at that game? Do you look at that as a positive that the offense was that it clicked on late and that, you know, the they were able to battle their way back despite being down by seven at one point? Or do you look at that as just like a negative man? They just can't pitch to save their lives type of thing. Um, I do look at uh, at it as a bit of a positive, at least from the offensive side of things. However, um, some of that is the Shelby Miller effect because boy, that guy is uh, bad. Um, so, uh, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, you know, it's a typical Mike League start. You know, you get a couple, you know, good ones here and there, and then a really awful one, and then you'll probably get a couple good ones after that. Um, so. Yeah, you know, it's again they they get into a deep hole. Um, offense honestly isn't playing atrociously, but it's just from you know from early on they're they're trailing and it's uh, you know it's impossible for them to to come back uh, on that kind of um, consistent basis. It's you know really what what the struggles have come down to now at this point now that the offense has started to figure things out a bit and is starting to go back to their ways of how they were playing at the beginning of the season you know working at bats and everything really the struggles have come down to the pitching uh the pitching just has been atrocious it's you know um when you look at the bottom of the rotation with you know Felix struggling in his last three starts and then eventually ended up on the IL and LeBlanc coming back a bit too early and Swanson you know really just having one pitch that he can throw maybe two if you're lucky um those things are going to hurt you. And when you have guys that are inconsistent, like a Mike Leak, or, well, mainly consistently inconsistent, if you want to go that route with him, and uh, and Marco, you know, going through his struggles, those things are going to hurt you. And, you know, the bullpen's been iffy. You know, Brandon Brennan hasn't been as strong as, as he was to start the year, but he's still been pretty solid. You know, you think that you might have something with Austin Adams, um, you know, but when you look at some of the guys that, like Anthony Swarzak, who's now out of here, Mike Wright, who's also now out of here, um, you know, when, when you're, you're pitching those guys on a consistent basis, you're going to lose games. It's just going to happen. And so the, the pitching's been a problem. Um, offensively, I'm not too discouraged, but it's just until Marco can be solid again and give you uh, quality outings every fifth day. And, uh, if Mike Leake can be sturdy, um, and you know, YK continues, uh, to be as dominant as he's been and you get some sort of quality out of your fourth or fifth starter until that happens, this team is going to 
continuously lose games because they just don't have the bullpen to back up a mediocre rotation. Right. I think, you know, right now you have probably what five pitchers total that you feel pretty good about. Um, when that, that when the rotation. what's that? Including the rotation. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. A, Marco yeah. YK Brennan, Elias Sadzik, maybe like, yeah, pretty much those five guys come in and you're like, okay, I think, you know, you know, I, I mean, maybe they'll blow it, but I feel pretty good about their, their chances. Um, right. which unfortunately means seven or eight guys. You're just like, well, let's hope for the best. Um, because it's, it's certainly not likely. Um, Austin Adams could work his way into that, uh, for me, uh, pretty quickly. It doesn't take long for me to, uh, to start to trust a reliever. Um, I've found out that about myself. Um, so we'll, we'll see. Um, like I, said, I, I think last night's game for me is more about, uh, for me, it's more about, um, it's more about the offense just because I, I think, I think like, for example, Mitch Hanniger went two for five last night. Uh, he probably lost two home runs because of the wind, the way it was blowing. Um, the ball he hit to straightaway center field. Most nights that's a home run, but you know, the wind was blowing in a certain way that it kept it in the ballpark. Um, and then he had the, uh, the double, uh, that just missed being a home run. That was, I mean, that was knocked back by the wind as well. So just kind of, kind of a fluky night, but Hanniger's two for five. You know, we talk about, um, Daniel Vogelback with his little tee shot. Um, took out the like the nine iron or whatever, and just phew, another laser beam home run for Daniel Vogelbach. Um, and yeah, you know it was nice to see Tim Beckham um, do his thing. It's been a while since we've seen Tim Beckham. Uh, I did want to ask, what did you think of the bat flip versus bat drop from Tim Beckham? Which one is he better at? Uh, bat flip. I still love the one in Tokyo. Right. Uh, the that that one was pretty fantastic. Um, the one he had I, I, against, was it Minnesota? The one he the, he he came or it was oh, Oakland. The the running the running bat flip that he had. I think that was a. I think that was in the last game against Oakland. Um, I'm not entirely I'm sure on that. Too. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. Uh, the Boston one, of course, really good. Um, but yeah, no, he's. Uh, I I'm a fan of both the bat drop and the bat flip. Uh, they're all, they're all 80 grades in my, my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I am, uh, I am traditionally a bat drop versus bat flip guy. Um, of course, you know, Griffey being the most famous of them, just kind of the, yeah, I'm done with this now. I don't need it. Uh, uh-huh. and Cano, uh, last during, when, during his tenure, he did the same thing too. Um, but I think for Beckham, the bat flips are a lot better. Uh, so, and you know, I'm Brett, a- Boone, Brett Boone made the bat flip pretty cool too. So, uh. The the only thing that tops the bat drop or the bat flip is just taking the bat with you around the bases, <laughs> which is against the rules. So, you know, uh, yeah, well, we'll see if that we'll see if they call you on it. Uh, I know Aaron Boone would. Uh, yeah. That guy seems like a ton of fun. Um, yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, I just I don't know, man. I I come away more impressed with the offense. Um, I just I'm not really worried about the pitching because the guys who are struggling for the most part 
they're not going to be here after this year. Like, why would I be concerned about Mike Leake's performance when, in all likelihood, Mike Leake's not going to throw a pitch for the Mariners in 2020? Um, it just, I like I said, you know, in all likelihood, Tim Beckham's not going to play for the Mariners in 2020, but he could. I mean, there's there's a possibility of that, but unlikely, sure. Uh, but Mitch Haniger and J.P. Crawford, guys like that, um, are most definitely going to be here in 2020. I'm uh, that that's that's what I care about more. So uh, we'll see. Domingo Santana did not have a good good game last night, <laughs> but uh, you know yeah. it's it, it happens. Like I said, I'm not I'm not too worried about uh, the pitching just because I we we kind of knew it was going to be bad. Did we know it was going to be this bad? No. Um, but I'm just I'm overall I'm not too worried about it. It's just kind of it is what it is. I'm eh, whatever. At least they made it entertaining at the end. That's all I can really ask for. Um, so let's go ahead. Let's talk about the roster moves that just came down um, today. Let's get those out of the way, and then I think we'll save the trades in the free agent signing for tomorrow. Um, just to kind of split these up a little bit. Um, but if you guys haven't heard, uh, as we about what um, two minutes before we hit the record button, um, mm-hmm. it was reported and has since been confirmed by the uh, by the Mariners uh, that they made a few moves. They have put uh, Ryan Healy and D Gordon on the IL, the ten day IL for Ryan Healy. It's back stiffness um, for D Gordon. It's still it's his wrist. You guys might remember he got drilled there on uh, uh, in the Yankee series by Jay Happ, I believe. Um, it's a wrist contusion, is what they're calling it. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, not 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 too surprising there. Um, in their place, they've called up and activate. They've activated Dylan Moore off the ten day IL. He's coming back to Seattle. He's coming back. He'll be in Texas, and as will uh, Shed Long, who uh, quick trip back down to Tacoma. He raked, and now he's got a shot. He'll probably play every day now um, at second base. That would be my guess. Um, but let's let's start with the two infielders there. Um, D. Gordon, Ryan Healy to the IL. Dylan Moore and uh, Shed Long are back up. So, uh, Ty, what do you uh, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, this is really good news for for Shed Long. Uh, this is going to get him playing time. Uh, at least one would hope. Uh, obviously, you know they they will mix in Dylan Moore and um, and uh, Tim Beckham at you know second, third, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. on some days. But you know Shed's going to play now. Um, there there's just a clear hole. You know their third baseman is hurt. Um, their second baseman is hurt. He's going to get time wherever he plays. Um, so again, this is this is uh, this is a pretty significant move, I think, just in terms of um, letting more of your youth play. Dylan Moore is going to get more playing time too now uh, as well, uh, especially at third. I would I would assume. Um, so it's um, you know unfortunately for D, you know he. He was hitting well in that New York series, and then got hurt on you know hit on the wrist. And once he started hitting, you know, playing again after uh, after you know setting out those uh, first few games, uh, it just you know he didn't look right. Uh, and I hope that he didn't uh, make the injury worse or reaggravate the injury. Uh, I hope that it's just a precaution that they're just letting him take you know a few days off here, um, just spend it on the IL to to just. 
um, rest the wrist and everything. So, uh, and then as for, you know, Healy, um, you know, Ryan Healy is just, he's such a, he's such a mystery. It really is with him because some games he's really good. Most days he's not. (laughs) And, uh, and you really don't know where uh, the Mariners really see his future. Um, Do they see him as someone that they can, that they feel they can continue to develop. And if not, you know, what's kind of the point. Um, So, you know, for me, Healy, I've seen enough of Healy, so I'm glad that he's kind of going off to the side for a little bit, um, being on the IL uh, to rest his back and everything. So, and that gives you know Shed Long some more playing time, Dylan Moore some more playing time. That's what I want to see. Uh, I just, I really did not need to see any more of Ryan Healy um, right now, and he'll be back. But for now, uh, I'm, I kind of feel like it's a blessing in disguise, if that makes sense. I just, I wanted to find a way to give more playing time to someone like shed long and sure. um, that does that sure um what i find funny for all the talk of <laughs> yeah for all the talk of you know oh ryan healy he looks so much better this year than he did last year well last year he hit 235 277 412 this year he's at 237 289 456 um so yeah he's hitting more doubles uh but other than that he's been just He's a replacement level first baseman. Um, he's below average third baseman. Um, and, you know, we're not, we're talking about a guy who's, you know, four years, this is his fourth year. Um, it'll be his third full season. Um, but in his other three years, you know, 302 on base, 277. This year he's at 289. He's just not giving you any value defensively. Um, he's 27 years old. Uh, so, I mean, I just – I don't know how much development there is that he could possibly do. Um, but I think, you know, in terms of the call-ups of Shed Long and Dylan Moore, what's more interesting to me is that it seems – reports seem to indicate that Kyle Seeger is going to join the team on May 25th when he's eligible, um, which would be uh, this Saturday, by the way. Um, uh-huh. So Kyle Seager comes back. He's going to play third base every day, maybe the first week or two. They kind of ease him in, you know, four games, maybe a DH day or something like that. Um, but it's probably there's going to be, what, 110-ish games left when Seager comes back. Um, mm-hmm. He's probably going to play in 100 of them. Uh, you know, that's, yeah, that's just the way it's going to work. Um, so I just, when he comes up, do they send down Dylan Moore? Do they send down shed long? Um, is there, do they DFA Jay Bruce who hasn't been playing much lately? Uh, you know, do they send down a pitch? So I don't know. I, I said, I would like to see shed long, get a look, um, a pretty long look. I just don't know, um, how long he'll be up if, they just want to keep it easy and say, okay, Shed, go back to AAA. We're going to call up Kyle. Um, so I don't, I don't know. What do you think? Do you think Shed Long survives the Kyle Seeger edition? Um, or I, Dylan Moore, do both of them survive it? What, what do you think? Uh, I, I think one of them goes because both players, both, you know, Moore and Long give you similar defensive value. 
uh, just in terms of where they can play, you know, especially with Shed being able to play uh, the you know left field pretty decently. Same same for Moore. Um, well, Moore's Moore's a better defensive infielder. Yeah, I don't think so, there's much debate about that. But yeah, it, you know what he is like. You know what his yeah. ceiling is. Yeah, and that's. I, I think you know, and that's what I'm saying is like he they give you similar flexibility, and, and that's what I'm talking about with the uh, right, right. The, they play the same, yeah. same positions, yeah, yeah. So I think you know higher upside here is long, but maybe that's why you send him down to get more at bats and yeah, get more consistent playing time in AAA. Uh, with Dylan Moore, they you know they like him, but he's not going to be more than a utility guy. And he's he's honestly been better than most people give him credit for right now. He's got a WRC plus uh, over a hundred. Um, he you know he's been solid defensively ever since that weird Boston game. Right. Yeah. And um, you know because that's kind of it seems like everyone focuses on that, but he's really been solid for when he's played. Uh, so. I, I I personally feel that it will be shed, but I think allowing him this time the, these next you know few days uh, to play and and really get you know some plate appearances and you know just to see major league pitching and to um, play in accordance with you know with uh, JP uh, who he was playing with in Tacoma and everything I think that will help him uh, just to gain a little more comfortability adjusting to the MLB but I do think that because he has the higher upside to give him consistent playing time he needs to go to uh, to triple A because you you got to imagine that once uh, Seeger comes back Tim Beckham is going to be the the second baseman until D is ready to go again Right. Um, like I said, Moore is interesting. Uh, like I said, he does have an option left. He's 26 years old. Uh, and yeah, like you mentioned, I think most people would be surprised by the bat. Uh, 229, 339, 417 in just 56 plate appearances over 28 games. So it's not like he's getting consistent at bats. Um, and while a lot of people will focus on the 229, I'll choose to focus on the 756 OPS. Um, like I said, the defense has been really good. Uh, he's made three errors all year, and you probably remember all three errors because they happened <laughs> in one inning. Uh, but other than that, he hasn't made an error since. He's been rock solid there. Uh, dude can't pitch worth anything, but uh, he, he's not a bad player. Um, so, yeah, it just it's interesting because I think when you talk about Dylan Moore as a utility guy, that's what Tim Beckham is right now and Beckham's better. Uh, so like you don't need the backup shortstop because you have Tim Beckham. Uh, now if Tim Beckham gets traded or whatever, then I think Dylan Moore, then I think Shedlong probably does go down because Shedlong can't play shortstop. Um, and with D Gordon out, you need somebody on your roster who can play shortstop in case JP has to leave. Uh, so I just, it'll be interesting to see. I'm, I, the Seager thing is fascinating to me. I, if memory serves, I did they put him on the sixty day DL? I don't remember, or did they just keep him on the ten day? Sieg? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's on. Uh, he's on the sixty day still. 60 I believe. IL. So, uh, the Mariners roster right now is at forty players, so they will have to do a for, make a forty man move um, to uh, to add him on Saturday. Uh, 
there may be somebody that they could push to the 60 day DL or IL, uh, just to clear up a spot that way. Um, but yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I think Dylan Moore is one of those guys who could find himself DFA'd and the Mariners hope to sneak him through waivers. Um, but there are other options there. So we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, I think big picture here, shed is going to be the second baseman for, you know, most of, uh, most of the time, D. Gordon's on the on the IL, and I think Tim Beckham's probably going to be your primary third baseman. Um, I could see against a tough lefty, maybe you let Dylan Moore play second base. Uh, you know, matchup. You, you don't want to overwhelm Shed Long, basically. Um, right. So we'll see how all that plays out. But uh, that's not the only moves the Mariners made, believe it or not. Um, they also needed a starting pitcher for today. Um, and they make a pretty expected, expected move. I think we all kind of saw it coming. Um, they added Tommy Malone to the uh, Major League roster and to the 40-man roster. Um, and they demoted Parker Markell back to Tacoma with some things to work on there. Uh, so we, uh, we get to see. I don't know. We have to see. I don't, whatever, whatever descriptor you want to use. But uh, Tommy Malone is up. Uh, with the Mariners, and uh, he'll get the start tonight against the Rangers. So, Ty, I guess, I mean, can you tell us anything about Tommy Malone? Uh, I can tell you that he hasn't been terrible in Tacoma. Uh, you know, he hasn't, uh, he did pitch 26 innings uh, at the major league level last year, uh, 48 innings back in 2017. You probably remember him from his time in Oakland. If you're a Mariner fan, um, Mariners had a couple bouts with him in that time. He was also with the twins for a little bit. Um, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to overpower you. He's just a guy that if he can keep the ball on the ground, um, he can give you five quality innings, you know, five or six quality innings. So that's, uh, that's kind of the hope here. Uh, but it can, easily go really poorly uh so yeah it's uh it's 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 a wait and see thing uh it's you know like i said if you can keep the ball on the ground then you know you might you might see something nice uh but in this ballpark uh, yeah yeah Uh, basically mariners fans who love wade leblanc they might like tommy malone that's the best i could uh I, I can give you guys, um, yeah, like you said, he was he was okay in Tacoma, three eight three ERA, a one point two four WHIP, uh, seven strikes, almost eight strikeouts per nine, only uh, two walks per nine. Um, so he's going to throw strikes for the most part. He's a veteran. Um, he's thirty two years old. He's been around the block. He understands how to pitch. Um, it's just a matter right now. He just doesn't have stuff. Uh, yeah, his fastball is at 87 miles an hour. <laughs> right, he's just, yeah. I mean, you just hope that uh, he can give you some decent innings uh, tonight. Uh, we don't know how long this is going to last. I think he'll make more than one turn through the rotation. Uh, with Swanson out or down, uh, no, re- no real reason to rush him back. And then with Felix out, I think Malone's probably going to be the guy, um, unless there's a surprise trade. I guess I shouldn't call it a surprise. There's no such thing as a surprise trade with Jerry DePoto. Um, <laughs> so, uh, well, but yeah, unless there's a trade coming, I think Malone's probably going to be the number five for at least a couple weeks. Um, and 
if you guys like watching home runs and you don't care who hits them, then you're probably going to like Tommy Malone. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, uh, uh, <laughs> to be like the best descriptor I can give you of Tommy Malone is he's just a guy. Um, yep. He's a lefty who throws strikes. So we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely open to be surprised. He's 32, same age Wade LeBlanc was when he kind of figured things out. So I don't know. Maybe the Mariners I got lucky. I don't know. Um, probably not, though. Uh, yeah. So we'll see what Tommy Malone can bring to the table, uh, if anything. Um, so, yeah, those are kind of the moves. Just to recap real quick, D. Gordon and Ryan Healy are on the IL for 10 days. Um, Shedlong and Dylan Moore have been called up to uh, take their spots, and Tommy Malone has been added to the 40-man roster, which brings the 40-man to 40, 40 men. So uh, the 40-man roster is now full. Um, and so uh, Parker Markell goes down to Tacoma. Uh, so those are all the roster moves. Uh, like I said, there's a lot going on today. That's not even all of them. Uh, tomorrow we'll probably talk about the trade uh, and the uh, and the reported signing, which isn't official yet, um, of another relief arm. Both of those guys are going to have to get added to your 40-man, so the Mariners are going to be making a lot of moves over the next week. So uh, stay tuned for all that fun stuff. Um, oh, and shout-out to David McKay for making his MLB debut. Yeah, and looking pretty good, I would say. Um, he's got some... Uh, He's got some funk, man. That's not a. Uh, he's kind of like slings the ball across his body, and like uh, he's got a good breaking ball. That's that's not bad. That's not bad. Um, yep. Like right. I said, I still feel very confident in them being able to develop a bullpen by the end oh, of yeah. the season. Oh yeah, I'm not. Uh, if you're worried, if you're mad at the bullpen's bad this year, fine. Like. Okay, I'm, there's nothing I can say that's going to change your mind. If you're worried the bullpen's just going to be a mess uh, for the next, you know, five years, then you're just insane. Um, Jerry <laughs> Depoto, Jerry Depoto can put together a bullpen, uh, especially when he's actually trying to put together a bullpen. Um, so we'll see how all that plays out. Um, but before we sign off, let's talk real quickly about these last two games. Um, tonight we have. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Tommy Malone against Lance Lynn. Um, Lance Lynn was awesome against the Mariners in Seattle uh, back about a month ago now, three weeks ago, um, and he's been pitching really well. But he is does have a seven two seven ERA in three starts at uh, Globe Life Park. I think that's what it's still called. Um, so eh, I. That's that's tonight's pitching matchup at 5:05. Uh, tomorrow's matinee game is 11:05 Pacific time. Uh, Marco Gonzalez looks to shake off uh, a couple rough outings here, um, and he will be opposed by Adrian Sampson, who I believe is a uh, is a Seattle guy. Um, yep, former Mariner. Briefly, former sure. Mariner. Yep, yep. Uh, and so he will get the ball for uh, Texas. So Ty, you look at these pitching matchups. I mean. Do they even really matter? <laughs> uh, no, it's. Um, I mean, when you're playing in this kind of ballpark, it's uh, unless your pit, you know, a pitcher has dominant stuff, they're they're gonna get knocked around a bit. It's just the it's just the lay of the land uh, there. But um, you know, hopefully for Marco, um, 
really, you know, when you look at both of these, uh, or when you look at the the Marco matchup specifically, um, you know, obviously they have the edge, uh, but can Marco bounce back? Can he find his command again? Can he work through these innings um, on a uh, on a much more e- uh, efficient uh, basis? Because you know his pitch count has been getting high. He's been struggling to put hitters away, um, and he's just not getting these calls on on, on the outside that he, that he needs to get to to survive. Um, so can he make these things work for him uh, in this next start? Uh, that's that's kind of the big that's kind of the big question. Um, so and you know, like I said, I'm not too concerned with uh, with what's been going on with him. I, I assume that he will uh, get back on the horse pretty quickly here. Um, but you know, it's a, it's it's going to be a tough matchup to do this in this ballpark. And the Rangers' offense is uh, it's not terrible. So um, yeah, and then as you know, yeah, and we talked about the Tommy Malone thing. Uh, so I, I I have no idea how the hell that's gonna go, <laughs> but I, I think I have an idea. Right. <laughs> yeah, so but, uh, not a, but yeah, not a pleasant one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how all that plays out, guys. Um, like I said, I think again, it's gonna you're gonna have to score runs. It's that simple. Um, and you know, just crazy idea. Maybe don't get down by five or six runs by the third inning. I just you know see how that works for you. Um, yeah. So we'll see how all that plays out. Uh, you're gonna have to score runs if you want to win games, and that's just gonna be the case pretty much all year. So uh, nothing's really changing. Uh, lineups have not come out yet. It'll be interesting to see if Shed Long is in the lineup tonight. Um, you would think he almost has to be. Uh, yeah, you got Lynn on the mound. You got Sampson on the mound tomorrow. He's got to be playing these next two games. Has to be. Right. Plus, you know, Tim Beckham can't play second and third base. So um, let's. Yeah. Uh, We'll see how all that shakes out and all that stuff, but uh, yeah, you know, I'd like, I, to, I'd like to see Tim Beckham try to do that. <laughs> how about he just masters one position first, and then we can try the. the couple. <laughs> um, but hey, you know what? Uh, I hear that uh, Daniel Vogelback can play a wicked second base. I'd like to see him make that turn. Um, but, uh, anyways, guys, uh, yeah, lineups have not been posted yet, so we'll see where uh, Shed or if Shed, rather, is playing tonight, or if it's Dylan Moore. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting It'll be interesting to see. Uh, stay tuned for a lot more roster moves, guys. Again, there were so many today, we couldn't even get to all of them. Uh, so tomorrow we'll talk about the Swarzak trade and the reported signing of uh, Anthony Bass um, and what that could mean to the 40-man roster. Uh, and, of course, Kyle Seeger's coming off on Friday, so they're – reportedly he's coming off on saturday that's another move you got to make so things are going to be quite active uh for the seattle mariners over the next week um and if you guys want to uh if you guys want to keep track of all the all the uh, activity uh make sure you go to the website sotomojo.com uh we keep track of it all right there for you and we'll let you know what we think uh, each move means and so on and so forth uh we have a uh we have a couple articles up about the uh, the trade uh, that we've mentioned a couple times today, the Anthony Swarzak trade. Uh, we also have an article where we continue our prospect dive into other teams' farm systems. This time we focused on the American League Central, uh, looked at a few potential trade targets uh, for the Mariners to, uh, to take a look at this July, um, which is interesting because I think it's possible only one team in the Central is actually buying um, – in July, but you know, 
take a look at all of them. Why not? Uh, so that's up right now as well. That's sotomojo.com. Make sure you guys visit there, uh, read some of our content. It really does help us out. Um, Ty, do you have uh, anything you want to add before uh, before we sign off here? Yeah, let Vogie play second base, you cowards. Also, get him in the derby. And <laughs> let's try to get him to wear Cornelius on Players Weekend. We got to do all these things, okay? All these things. Oh, boy. All of, all of them. Or else the season is a failure. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, well. So I guess you guys... I guess you guys have to tweet Vogel, Vogel back. I don't. Do you know his Twitter handle? I have um, no idea what it is. <laughs> I guess you guys have to tweet him and ask him to wear Cornelius during Players Weekend. But uh, yeah, it is uh, it is at Daniel Vogelback. Oh, That's nice something. and simple. Yep. Yeah. So tweet at Daniel Vogelback. Ask him politely to wear Cornelius during Players Weekend so we can make that thing happen. Um, but anyways. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, make sure you do uh, subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Uh, like I said, we try to do three a week. Uh, usually they're Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, but sometimes we have to shift a day or two. I hope that's not too much of an inconvenience for you guys uh, as well. But, uh, yeah, make sure it's, you subscribe. What? It's tip- It's typically my fault. <laughs> so when we when we do delay them so blame me send me all your hate tweets it's okay i'll take them and it's i'll old. properly and i'll promptly block you yeah. <laughs> it's always ty he ruins everything um anyways guys yeah so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any of the new episodes of the podcast as i mentioned earlier make sure you guys visit the website sotomojo.com for all the mariners news rumors updates and things like that uh make sure you follow us on twitter at sotomojofs um, we are on Facebook and Instagram. If you search Soto Mojo, you'll find us, but we are most active on Twitter. That is where we respond to questions, comments, concerns, uh, things like that. So if you guys want to get a hold of us, if you want to be a part of the conversation, the best way to do that is via Twitter at Soto Mojo FS. Um, so thank you guys so much for listening and, uh, you know, go Mariners. Hopefully Tommy Malone can surprise us all tonight and, Maybe we get to uh, maybe we get to see Shed Long's first major league hit. That would be that would be pretty cool. So uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I and uh, I think that'll wrap us up here. So Ty, uh, thanks for thanks for hopping on the podcast, and uh, I will see you in another life. Peace. Peace. Shed Long's first hit gonna be put in the stands. Calling it. <laughs>